0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. <laughs> I don't know why lately I've been wanting to say your soul. Maybe I'll change it. But I have a, a a wonderful treat for you guys again. I have Eric, Eric Jones. He is my guest again. And as a matter of fact, uh, there was so much hoopla over his last, um, gosh, audio a meeting with me that I decided, you know, I asked him, would he do this monthly with me? And he agreed. So you guys are in for a treat every single month until he starts his own podcast, which I know is coming. So hi, Eric. <laughs>
1: good morning. How are you doing?
0: I am good. I'm, I'm having a really lazy morning, but I got to get it together because I've got friends here from Kansas city. We're taking out to eat. So after this, I'm going to get myself together. Um, how have you and your family been since we last spoke?
1: Uh, we've been good, been busy. Um, uh, as I, I think I told you last time, my, my son, uh, we purchased the house. So we're, uh, in the process of getting him transitioned over to his new house and, uh, you know, but me, this weekend, me and my wife, we took a little break from everything and actually came to Kansas City to see my mom and my sister and have a good time. So,
0: <laughs> I know that's right. Are you going to cook for her? No, I am not. Harold doesn't allow anybody <laughs> I, to cook in his kitchen.
1: No, <laughs> uh-uh. no, no, nope. and that and that's fine. Um, I mean, he's. He's more than welcome to cook. <laughs> yeah, his his food is
0: really good. Yeah, your mom sends me pictures often. So, all right. So um, the title of this one is, I, I think it's our healing D- don't have to match or my healing doesn't have to match your healing or any way you want to put a spin on it. Um right. right. But, but the basis is, the way I might heal from the exact same thing that happened to you might not be the way you heal from it. And what I noticed is a couple of friends of mine on social media, um, one of them, she lost her son 12 years ago. He was murdered 12 years ago. And she posted about a month ago how sad she was. And it was the anniversary of his birthday. And you know, you know, the the tear emojis. And she inboxed me that somebody actually reached out to her and was like, girl, that was 12 years ago. And I was mad for her. You know, I haven't had anything like that happen to me, but I was mad for her. Um, how would you respond to somebody? And she said it was somebody she cares about, so she didn't know how to respond. And I didn't either because it number one, it wasn't me, it wasn't my healing. I do understand this is a lifetime that was her childhood, and yeah, I would yeah. never say something so insensitive. So, how would you react to that, or how would you, you know, tell her uh, recommend that she could have reacted? <clears throat>
1: um, you know, it's, I, I think it's, uh, Human emotion isn't a cookie cutter. I mean, that's kind of what makes us unique. Um, and I think not only in that situation, but um, with with any situation where someone's bringing, you know, where, where they're bringing up something that happened or if it just happened or what, you know, everybody's emotions are going to kick in and there's going to be people that, you know, think well. You need to get over it. And, you know, it's not going to last all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to trying to compare their situation to yours, and one thing that I, I can tell you from from my experience from losing my son, um, my wife's experience from losing our son, you you have to get to a point where um, you don't like you still love the person. That, that you're speaking to but you have to put your foot down and you let them know I will not heal like you mm. I will not I will not grieve like you mm. I love you but I'm not you and if they don't understand that then they're not ready for that conversation with you and you need to slide them to the side and keep moving until you know it, it takes a it takes a while for some to mature. Enough to to realize that people do go through things, and that you know it's it's not all about them.
0: Hey Amen. I like that. I like that. Um, I I will not not I can't or I really don't want to, but I will not grieve like you because um, the same friend, you know, I and I'm definitely going to make sure she listens to this podcast. But when her son was first murdered, she would not go outside. She did not go outside for years. I don't mean days or months, I mean years. She said if she stepped foot outside of her house, she would feel so much anxiety. She would think she was gonna pass out. Her heart would beat hard, you know, be palpitating. And she said things would start moving around her and she would quickly go back in the house. So for some reason, she formed a great sense of anxiety for years. She wouldn't go grocery shopping. Other people, because this is pre-COVID, you know, so people weren't doing all that. Oh, you know, I'm going to get on the phone or online and order groceries. Her other kids would have to go buy her groceries and bring them to her. She wasn't going to no doctor, no dentist nothing, zero. She refused to leave the house. And I wanted so badly, I had moved to uh, Florida by then, but I wanted so badly just to go over there and hug her and say, let's go for a walk or something. But even that, I don't know if that would have been acceptable. You just let her, I felt like people were letting her just mildew. Not, not, not the grieving, you know, the grieving is it's a necessity and there's no limit on that. But the in, inability to live your life afterwards, I mean, live right. your life, even to walk outside of a house for almost four years <laughs> to me. And, and somebody might e- email me about this, but to me, it was a, a bit excessive, not for her, but for people to just allow her to, to take it that far, what do you think? Am I wrong?
1: No, um, it's um, it's kind of like the multiple choice thing, you know. One of the answers is right, but it's it's impossible to know. You know? I mean, that that's what makes it human, and yeah. the you know, it's I, I think the the key point that that I'm picking up on is that she. In the house alone for four years, she didn't want to go outside, and that is what started to started to bother people. Is the fact that she's not like she was before, and you know, she she spent all that time by herself in her house, away from society, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'll I, I'll just say this. Um, it's. It's been time to stop doing the very human thing of putting a timeline on healing pain and hurt, Amen. just because someone is waiting for you to be better. <laughs> just like you don't rush love, you you know you don't rush a relationship with someone. You don't rush into getting married. You don't rush in. I just said this to my son. You don't rush into buying a house. You don't rush into buying a car. I mean, you you've got to you've got to go through the process of it. And there's parts that hurt. There's parts that heal. There's parts that, you know, get that they'll, you know, it's it's working on getting your your humor back. It's you know your your normal life. It'll never be normal, but at some point it'll get to, you know, you'll you'll have that sense of normalcy. But you can't let others dictate when that is, or how it's going to be for you because you'll never get to the point where you're comfortable with this.
0: That's all right. That's that's a good word, everybody. I hope you heard that. You got to get comfortable with your healing and you got to get comfortable with still living um, because some people grieve and they no longer live. I. Uh, it's, it's a side note, kind of, but I, I was watching, I love forensic files. I can watch tw- Twilight Zone, and forensic files every single day of my life. (laughs) Every single day of my life. I'm not a big TV person, but Twilight Zone, I've been watching it for decades and it comes on twice a day, um, four hour periods for four hour span. And I will sit here every day and watch Twilight Zones. I could tell you verbatim what is about to happen and what they're about to say, but that's just (laughs) anyway. This lady's daughter was murdered <clears throat> and um, the lady committed suicide and left a note for her husband. When you find our daughter, they hadn't found the body, but they knew their daughter was, you know, she was missing. So they figured she was deceased. When you find our daughter, bury her next to me. She just knew she couldn't bear with that. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a flip side real quick and let you Give me your opinion on this, but there's another young lady I know. Um, Her daughter was murdered just a few months ago, and she loves her kids. Absolutely, like most parents, love their kids. She loves her kid, but she decided immediately not to let it take away from her. And so um, people were criticizing her because, like, the next day she had a gathering and then a few days after that she had another gathering and you know she was out going out having a good time but i was telling somebody who actually um we all know you know what do you want her to do you want is it mandatory to sit at home and cry i don't know how i would react if it was one of my kids thank god you know it's not And I am very grateful for that because it could be, it could, it could definitely be. Um, But this person was like, you know, I can't believe she's already enjoying, you know, her daughter was just murdered a couple of days ago and she's doing all this. And I actually felt like, how dare you, you know, decide how she needs to grieve or what she needs to do and it could very well not have really hit her yet
1: yeah yeah it's uh that's funny that you have that story because when i i think after after we found out about our son um it's one of those things where you're so I don't want to call it distraught. You're you're just, you know, you're in shock and for two or three days, like you just don't know what to think. You don't know what to say. You don't know which direction to put your eyes, to look at something, anything. You're just blank. But then as you come out of it, you either, you either stay busy or you start your grieving process, whatever, however that may be. Mm. And, um, I know with myself, I chose to stay busy, um, mm. just doing stuff. Uh, lawn care, uh, doing things around the house, you know, and luckily um, I have a family that, that knows I try to laugh through the hard pain. I, I guess you call it nervous laughing. Mm. So I'm not I'm not I've never been one to just sit and cry, um, you know, to sit there and just drop tears all day or anything. I don't know why. I just naturally can't. Um, it, it, it does hit you at a certain point. <clears throat> but that is unique to the individual. Um, it, you know, it's and it, it depends on who you lose too. You know, when you lose a child, it's mm-hmm. it, it it hits different than when you lose a friend or when you lose, um, a, you know, a colleague at work or something. It, it's the same pain, but you're you're feeling it deeper, and when it's deeper, it takes longer for it to reach the surface. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be awkward to you know to to people looking in on you. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a unique situation for for every person.
0: Yeah, I I could Im- I I I can imagine. Um, you know, even losing a child versus losing a parent, losing a parent would hurt yeah. greatly, but your child is a part is literally um, your seed. You know your from from the womb to the tomb so i i cannot uh, fathom that but um i will say my my husband i've said this before in the podcast but he was in a a serious accident uh august 2016 a one car accident him in a tree the tree one and um he was taken away by ambulance his his Foot was hanging on by a piece of skin. It was just dangling. Everything on the left side of his body was broken. All his ribs, his pelvis was turned all the way around. Um, He was just really messed up. And the hospital called me. We weren't married yet. And they told me that they didn't think he was going to make it. So if I could hurry up and get there just to say goodbye. And when I tell you, I said this on a pa- podcast a couple of weeks ago. The grieving I did, and he was still here. <laughs> but it I am not one, Eric, to openly cry. I can't tell you many people who've ever heard me cry or seen me cry. I will hold my emotions in until I'm about <laughs> to explode. And... um I don't think I could stop crying for days. I didn't want to leave the hospital. His brother finally convinced me to go home at day three to take a bath. Um, They had to make me eat, but you know, thank God things didn't go the way the hospital thought it would go. He had a lot of hospital time. He was in the hospital for months and he had to go through rehab and he came home in a wheelchair. But just to imagine the way I felt then and he was still with us the yeah. grief I would have went through had he not been with us it's it's just hard to fathom but it was at that moment also I realized the difference between loving somebody and being in love and I'm in love with my kids you know and I'm in love with my husband that might sound weird to people but really there's a big difference between just loving somebody and being Truly in love with somebody like that agape love. And it was at that yeah, moment yeah. I realized I had it for my husband. So uh, I think that would be the difference because I love my parents, you know, but I'm in love with my kids. <laughs> I'm in love with my husband. So
1: and the the thing I'm trying to touch on this real quick, but one thing I was gonna say earlier, too, is <clears throat> When it comes to uh, the grieving or the pre-grieving, if you want to put it that way, um, or just any pain that you're dealing with, any any heartbreak, any anything that stresses you, um, when you when you start acting different, quote unquote, to to those around you, um, the one thing about your kids and your family, if they love you like they're supposed to. They'll recognize that you're going through some things, and be and if a lot of it is because you know mo- most of the time it seems like as as a parent or as the older sibling, um, as one or the other spouse, you're supposed to be the strong one, mm. and all you can do is. Really keep faith that your children or your brothers and sisters or, you know, your partner, whoever will understand your weakness to uh, to a certain level and help you through it and love, you know, with with love and the kind of compassion that that only they possess that, you know, because they've been around you enough to to know. So to them, it's not weird. To them, it is. Um, it's it's just another part of you to get used to. It's another part of you to to evolve around. And that that seems to help a lot because it gives you an outlet if you need it, versus someone that criticizes you because you didn't get over. Your child's death in two weeks, right? Know, or, or two years, or whatever. I mean, greeting and a, a lot of, it's, and it's not just. I I, got, I I have to emphasize this. It's not just when someone dies. There's pains, and there's healing that, and there's there's grief that takes years. Sometimes you never get over it, and it's it's not. It, you know, everybody likens that. And it's, it's not always death. I agree. I agree. It can, be, it, it can be a few words that you heard from your parents when you were 10 years old, you know, you, you, there, there's all kinds of people that, you know, they're, they, they, they hear things that their parents say in passing, you know, I wish you wouldn't born or something. And that sticks with them and it, and they grieve with it. Um, I, it's, um. And I just wanted to get that point out there that it's it's not just, it, it's not just death. It's not just someone's. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's a lot deeper than that.
0: No, I agree. And and to even take it further, somebody who's worked at a job for X amount of years and all of a sudden they're fired or. um They have their own business and it's doing well and all of a sudden it's not anymore. They can grieve that job, that ability to go to the same place and see the same people and and do this job and all of a sudden it's not there anymore. They can go into a deep set depression over that and start grieving. I've I've actually seen that. So you're right. Grieving doesn't have to be just death. You can grieve so many things. Um, anything. in? Yeah.
1: No, I was just going to say, any, it seems like it's anything that alters your normalcy.
0: There you go.
1: I mean, you can grieve a little bit if you stub your toe. You'll eventually get over it. But it's, you know, uh, losing a car. Um, anything spending a little bit more money than, than you expected to at the store, you're going to grieve over that because you've, you've got to make a change in order to absorb that. So it's grieving's all around us.
0: I and, agree.
1: You know, it's, it's how you deal with it, but don't let someone else dictate for you.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that because besides the, the I think the, Two deepest grieving points I've ever had was when my best friend was murdered. Um, I still, it's been decades now and it still affects me, but is when I gave my son up for adoption. The way exactly. I felt afterwards, I went into a, a deep depression. But here it is 14 years later, when something else happened with my son, I was so depressed. I was borderline suicidal, and I grieved hard. Um, you know what was going on in my life, so I, I love that you said that. You're right, and you're right. Even I, you know, equate grieving equated until you said those words, grieving with death. It could be anything. It could be anything.
1: Uh, grieving has a stigma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you've got to look past the the stigma that that's attached to that word, and realize, you know, and, and it may it may help it may help to think of it as as how it affects affects your daily life from the day you get up, or you know, from from the from the time you get up in the morning. Um, you know, your your disadvantages in life. Your back hurts. You're, you're late for work. Someday bad traffic. You gotta drive in Kansas City at night and it's raining. (laughs) We did last night. I got, I mean I got here, I was in a I was I was in an okay mood, but it was, you know, like my wife's anxiety was up and that in turn upset me that she was you know she she was having almost a panic attack because the way people drive and I look at that as you know, it, it's that uh, that would be the healing process, because now that we're here. She can calm down and I can calm my nerves that she's calming down. <laughs> so yeah, healing and grieving, they they touch everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, though. I, I might have to listen to that. You know, I don't listen to my podcast, but I'll probably listen to this one again. That and share it I I, there's plenty of people I need to share this with as far as the healing and the grieving because it it explains so much about a few people I know you know it's like they haven't had any um any deaths around them but I see them just going through this I'm going to put grieving and depression together actually oh yeah oh yeah absolutely just in turmoil. But, you know, I don't know how I would openly grieve. That's That would be interesting for me to see. I don't want to see it, but because I am so, you know, like I said with my husband, it's the first time I openly, you know, cried. And, and I, I don't know why I'm like that either. Why I don't even want to watch a sad movie because I don't want to cry in front of other people. I need to watch it by myself because I don't want anybody to see me cry. And your mom knows that about me too. It's just weird, especially to be a woman. I don't <laughs> want people to see me cry, but it is absolutely that, well, me.
1: That that is definitely that. That's another stigma. Uh, you know, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak on this completely. But one thing I do know is. Everyone, everyone that I've ever seen, they, they always talk about. Well, well, women are just criers. You know, they'll they cry at the drop of a hat. That's <laughs> not the case. Yeah, that's not the case at all. And, I mean, I guess I guess if you're if you're you know if you grow up and you're you're coddled by everyone that you meet, you know, like you've never had any adversity in your life, then yeah, I mean, you can probably cry because you're going to get what you want. That, that's not a reason to cry like in, in my, I guess in my head, but um, when someone that doesn't normally show emotion, when they show emotion, you need to pay attention as, as the person looking at them, you need to pay attention. If, if you care for them, pay attention, but give them their space because there's definitely something going on. Just just I mean the most you can do is let them know that you're you're around if if needed. If not, give them their space and they'll, you know, I, I think that they'll respect that and they'll come around when they need to.
0: You said something great right there because one time <laughs> I absolutely lost it. I'm I'm very calm. I don't raise my voice. My husband doesn't raise his voice. You know, I don't, I don't get, when I, when something's bothering me, I get quiet. I get quiet mm-hmm. and I sit and I think about it, or I go for a long two, three hour walk, or, you know, I'll go exercise, um, go hit a punching bag or jump on trampoline, something, but I'm not gonna, you know, sit and cry or, oh, you did this. I, I'm not like that. I just get right. quiet. But one time I wasn't quiet. I didn't raise my voice, but I got emotional and I did cry in front of him and I expressed so much and he did. It was like I had a hundred percent of his attention. So you're at you said something great there. He he my husband pays attention to me anyway. So I don't want that to come across as wrong, but that time. I a million percent had his attention because he never seen me emotional out of all the years we've been together. He had never seen me emotional. I just usually when we talk and I'm upset, I just look at him or I don't look at him when he's talking. And I don't have much to say. And when we're done, I just act like nothing ever happened. I just keep it moving. But that one time I was different. So you are absolutely right when somebody, and, and you are absolutely right about the non-emotional. I wasn't coddled. I wasn't hugged, kissed, paid attention to, none of that. And I never seen my mom cry. I never right. seen my father cry. I've never seen them emotional at all. And that might be why I am most of the time unemotional. The last couple of years, as I get closer to Jesus, I've always been close to him, but as I absolutely throw it all in, um, I become more emotional, but it's a good emotional. Right. Hmm. right. <laughs> Eric, I, when is this book coming out? When is this podcast going to start? Because people need to just start following you. You, well, you're always on point.
1: I am. Um, I'm actually. um <clears throat> Trying to, trying to get some get some words together. Uh, it's um, I've been kind of in a slump, I guess, with, with a new job transition, um, and then well, like I said, like with my son moving, and but once once I get things settled, I'll be able to get all my notes in a row and uh, try to make sense of some words, some some notes that I've typed up here or there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah something is coming. something
0: is definitely coming well i'm excited and i, I just want to tell you don't don't try to put words together one day it'll just flow and you won't be able to stop writing or typing or however you put it together and it might be next week when i wrote my second book i was just writing 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 i was about done my computer blew up and that's not an exaggeration. You seen smoke coming from it, everything <laughs> black. And I hadn't backed up a single thing. And that come and I, now I cried. I cried, I was so upset. And maybe three months went by and I woke up one morning at two o'clock with all this stuff on my mind and I started typing and I did not stop for 36 hours. I stopped to eat, you know, grab something to eat, go to the bathroom. I didn't sleep. My kids were not there. It was amazing. And I finished that entire book in 36 hours. God was just downpouring. That first, that second book when I started it the first time, it was nothing like. It was like I couldn't really remember things. And I was trying to force myself to remember because my books are autobiographies. But when I wrote it in that 36 hours, everything was on point and accurate so mm-hmm. don't rush it it'll come to you when it's supposed to exactly and i i
1: have faith it will it just you know <clears throat> that that's the thing i don't want it to be i, I want it to be on on god's time mm-hmm. so then he's he's always on time amen yeah yes it may yeah. not be today or it could be 5 years from now but at some point. Uh, he, he knows my passion.
0: And I just know it's coming. I do. I know it's coming. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm excited oh, I i that whatever avenue you have, whatever platform you're on, I'm excited for you and the people who I know it's going to help in whatever area, because our future podcast won't be like this you know there's too many things to talk about in this world and get your oh, opinion yeah. on so we'll be all over the place on these um and i'm looking forward to it i'm definitely looking forward to it
1: well, any last words <laughs> um i just I, I hope everyone has has a beautiful day wherever it is that you're at um, i know some parts of the world are still cold uh, just keep, keep the faith, you know, and if, if whether you're grieving or you have someone around you grieving, um, just be there in a, in a position for them or realize that you don't need to be in a healing position for someone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Just um, like the last one. So This has been great, and I appreciate you taking the time, especially after traveling, and I put us off. We were supposed to do this like a week ago, but I had not been sleeping, and it changes my whole attitude, and I I didn't want to podcast at all. So thank you for being patient and waiting and and doing this after the drive. Hug your mom.
1: (laughs) I will. I will, definitely. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. This is absolutely an opportunity for me and for the listeners. I don't know if I said this out loud on the podcast, but my podcasts are really doing very, very, very well. But the podcast with you, it was almost like I asked for it to be shared, you know, with the robots and stuff. What is that called? The, um, not artificial, but like when you pay for Facebook likes and yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like an algorithm or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did that <laughs> with you. I looked at it. I was like, how many people listened to this in one day? It was amazingly phenomenal. I could tell people were sharing it everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean China, uh, Britain, Africa. It was amazing. It grew to be the fastest light um podcast i've done ever yeah. and the one i did with my daughter was the second so i was like wow okay people needed to hear what you had to say so that's why i wanted to keep that same energy going yeah. yeah.
1: so you know and that was the thing it's like yeah. it's, it's hard to yeah have definitely it's hard to
0: so okay well i want to thank you again it sounds like people are coming around i hear peanut or butter (laughs) uh thank you so much eric you have a beautiful day and pray it doesn't rain anymore we're flooded so i gotta get out and see yeah i gotta get out and see b and tommy today so all right well you take care and
1: like I said thank thank you thank you again for the opportunity
0: absolutely <laughs> all right you guys uh Sonia no I'm sorry led by motivation that's LED by motivation 07 at gmail.com you can send me a message and I'll share with Eric have a great day bye Eric <laughs> bye-bye well I'm not